0: Hello and welcome to Humans of Agape, a new podcast by Agape Europe. We are a community of people who make Jesus known, so lives are changed and Europe is transformed. I am your host, my name is Jochen Geck. I work in the student movement in Montpellier in the south of France. And I'm curious to hear about what God is doing across Europe. So this is what this podcast is about. I interview people who are on staff with Agape and ask them about what God is doing in their lives and ministries. Today I get to talk to Dominic Schweiger from Munich, Germany. Hi, Dominic. Hi, Jochen. It's great to speak to you. Tell me, Dominic, what is it you do with Agape? I work in the students' ministry in Munich, in Germany we'll probably have listeners who are not on staff who don't know what happens exactly in every part of Agape. So when you say you're in student ministry, what does that mean? What does a week look like?
1: A week. So our goal is to uh, make Jesus known among university students. And we work with, usually with Christian students, if we know Christian students who study in our area, and we try to encourage them to talk to their friends about jesus so yeah my my week consists in yeah encouraging them one thing is i model i try to go with them and speak to strangers about jesus and that's how they can see ah it's not so complicated to talk about faith because that's their biggest fear usually they don't yeah they think if they start talking about their faith everybody thinks they are crazy or
0: yeah and what kind of encouraging stories
1: did you see happen recently there was one thing in Ingolstadt, a city close to Munich. I found out through a friend of a friend of a friend. He just saw a, a sign, a paper on the wall at the university that there's a prayer group meeting. And he sent me a picture of that and I got in contact with them. And then there was a first meeting. And then um, yeah, finally there were some of our team going with them sharing at the university. So it was two two guys studying there. And their first reaction was... Finally, somebody teaches me how to speak about Jesus. Everybody tells me that I need to speak about Jesus, but nobody really takes me on, on the hand and teaches me how to do it. That was really encouraging. <laughs> yeah. Was it, was it hard for them? Because, I
0: mean, it's probably, it's already a, a step of faith to make a poster. We're starting a prayer meeting, come join. Yeah. Uh, but then I guess it's even a bigger step of faith to
1: actually go out on campus and speak to other students about Jesus. I guess they would have not done it alone. It's always easier if you have someone leading you. But they these two guys they are really bold students. <laughs> so <laughs> it did not take them too much courage. And then it's helpful to have a to know how to start the conversation and we have tools that help that we we usually go at the university and say we have a survey about god and surveys are really normal at the university environment and that yeah, that's a good start to to speak about God. Okay,
0: I was going to ask you about that. You said the students told you everybody told them they should speak about Jesus uh, or they should share their faith, but nobody ever told them how to do it.
1: What did you guys tell them? Or what did you, did you teach them? It's very important just to make uh, some good experiences with it. There's a lot of theory about how to have, you know, how to be a good evangelist. <laughs> But it really gets interesting once you are in that situation when you have someone in front of you and you're talking about God. So the most important thing is put them in a situation where they can feel how it feels and make some good experiences.
0: So let's make it more practical. How
1: do you put them in the situation? You walk up to students at university, and what do you ask? Usually I tell them, okay, the, the first conversation I'm leading, and you can just come along and listen uh, and ask questions if you have them. And then I uh, go to a student uh, who seems like he has some time and ask them, hey, we are from a Christian group, and we are doing a small survey about faith. Do you have some minutes to talk without about God? How do people react to that? I would say that depends a little bit on the region, maybe about on the faculty. Let's say in Ingolstadt, where he studies, I would say maybe two-thirds of them say, yes, I have time and religion, why not? And then they are still a little bit bit skeptical um, because religion is a sensitive topic and there are people who really want to force you into something and they are still waiting, what kind of people are here in front of me. <laughs> but usually at the end of a conversation, they they are really... Yeah, they say that that was a good conversation, maybe one of the best conversations they had about religion. So the longer we speak, the more open they get, usually. <laughs> What's your secret? How do
0: you make it so that they are open, that they actually share?
1: I, I would say really be interested in their story and in their opinion. And do not start... Um, sharing your opinion, yeah you know, when it 's not when, when there is no base of trust yet there, of course, I want to share my opinion as well, but I can share only as much as the trust level has already increased in, during that time
0: huh. interesting, basically, you notice that the more you ask, the more you 're interested, the more the trust level is raised, yeah, and the deeper you
1: can go with your questions, yeah, I once heard the advice that it 's good. Um, to acknowledge every point where you think he's right and to really say, yeah, you're right, I agree with you there, and that, that's good for raising
0: trust. That's good. I'm
1: sure sometimes
0: you have really crazy conversations or conversations with people who have really crazy points of view, and I guess that it's a good thing when you don't have to agree with everything they say, but you can can find some common ground. Yeah. And what's, what would you say is the most... Surprising outcome out of such a conversation you've had?
1: Usually our goal is to meet again with the students, but that does not really happen very often. So the most surprising outcome was when I, I think that was one year ago when when I approached a student and she said, yeah, I would like to meet again with you. That's really interesting. (laughs) And that's when I was really surprised and then we really met again. Usually, I think most of the students, they do not show that they have really changed their opinion during our conversation yeah the the best outcome we usually have is that they say, Well, that was a nice conversation, and you know when sometimes the people say we really want to continue talking, then that's that's our goal, but that's a little surprising I think for
0: me, there was one week this summer uh we had a student project with German students in Toulouse, France mm-hmm. and I was on campus with a student, and we had a really good conversation. With a couple of students, especially since we use this tool Solarium, Mm -hmm. where you use use a couple of uh, postcards and have uh, students answer the questions you ask them with the help of these uh, postcards. Mm -hmm. So you say, which picture would you most associate with that topic? Or sometimes it's a little hard to find words for like uh, spiritual things, Mm -hmm. and having a picture helps them. And so the student and I were talking with a guy and a girl. And like most students in the beginning, they said, we don't have much time. We have to go back to study, mm-hmm. especially in the summer students say that. And, uh, but then it was a really interesting conversation. And at the end of the conversation, the students uh, said, that was a great conversation. But actually, what do you guys think? And then they just asked the <laughs> questions back and they had really uh, re- remembered all the questions. Wow. And um, then they interjected and asked more questions and follow-up questions just the Mm -hmm. way I would have led a conversation. It was really interesting. (laughs) And after that conversation, the girl, she reached out to the student I was with. She uh, tracked him down and found him on Facebook and told him that that conversation had gotten her thinking and she would like to start reading the Bible. Wow. And uh, what we didn't know, it gets a little crazier, is that About the same time on a different campus, one of my staff friends was there with a student, Mm -hmm. and they were talking to a girl there and told them that they were with a Christian group and were doing a survey, and then the girl um, stopped them and and said, sorry, I really don't have much time, I have to go back to class, but it's interesting that you talked to me about Christianity. Tell me, what do I uh, need to do to become a Christian? I've been thinking about this (laughs) in the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I've never had that happen to me. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It, but it it shows that it does happen, yeah. and in that case it was great, because one of the key students in that city, Toulouse, could uh, start a Bible study with uh, the girl from the one campus I had talked to, mm-hmm. and with the other girl who wanted to become a believer, mm-hmm. and they started reading the Bible together. Wow, cool. <laughs> Those are kind of the highlights.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've heard a similar story of one of my colleagues in in Munich, and and there was a student, and uh, she was wearing a a cross necklace, Mm -hmm. and some, I think it was some students, even, who approached her and said, ah, do you know what that means? And she said, well, I I put it on to have someone approach me and ask me that and tell me more about it. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. There are people waiting (laughs) Mm -hmm. for us to start a conversation with them and uh, talk with them about Jesus.
0: Yeah, I find that really encouraging, and I think it's really encouraging to the students I work with too, mm-hmm. who are often really shy about just walking up to a stranger mm-hmm. at, on their campus, even to see that there are actually people out there, and that even the people who don't appear the most interested in the beginning yeah. often say, "Thank you, that was a great conversation." Afterwards, yeah, yeah. You kind of mentioned that you're in Munich. And that um, you went to this other city, Ingolstadt?
1: Yeah. And that you work with a team. What does that look like? When, when I speak of the team, I usually think of my colleagues who are full-time on staff as well. And we are eight people here in Munich who work with students full-time. And we are responsible for the whole uh, region of Bavaria. In that region, there are, I think, 400 or 500,000 students and more than 100,000 students live in, study in Munich. So Munich is our biggest city and all of us work here and uh, we go sharing the gospel in Munich and we have contact to Christian students in Munich, and encourage them. But also each of us has one or two cities outside of Munich where we are con- in contact with Christian students and encourage them to reach their friends at the university there. So how would you say is God at work in your ministry? This October, when our semester started, I was really surprised of the wave of new students, actually Christian students, who were interested in a Christian group at university. And that was not just in one city, but in several cities. And I felt like, well, something is changing here. There's, God is working in students' hearts, even before we meet them. Yeah, there are many students who really want to pray for their university, They do not just want to go to church and have their church friends, but they say, when I'm studying, I want to be praying for my university as well. And also students who want to share their faith with their friends at university who are not Christians. And I think that has really changed and is still changing. So we get more Christian students who are ready to work with us and who who really need our help um, because they... Don't know how to do it. They want to do it, but they need or have to know how to do it.
0: So you would say there's a kind of been a change of the spiritual climate.
1: Yeah, I describe this change of the spiritual climate in the Christian world. Okay, yeah. So the the Christians we talk to, oh, there are more and more Christians who are not afraid to share their faith, but who really want to share their faith.
0: You say there there has been a change. So it was different when you started out in student ministry.
1: Yes, yes. I would say in yeah maybe five years ago. Uh, it was very rare to find a student who, uh, with that vision. When he enters university, he already had that vision, and we had to start more with envisioning them. Uh, university is where they spend the most hours of their day now, and that's the place to live your faith. Of course. And now we already get people who have that vision, and we can start training them. But most of the students we meet, of the Christian students, of course, still we, we start with the vision, because that's... That's the standard. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's the vision? I like to speak about of being an ambassador. Yeah, you're here for a reason. You're not. You are part of the university, and you, you can. You are one of the few people who can speak about Jesus who have experiences with Jesus. Some months ago, I was on a wedding party of a friend of mine, and I felt like I guess me and my wife we are the only two Christians at this party of 100 people. And yeah, we are here with an important message. I did not initiate any conversation in that wedding party, but it was just that feeling. I'm here with an important message and I'm ready to speak about it. And we want to have students yeah, realize that and they are the ones knowing Jesus at, at university.
0: That's a big job.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think in the first place for me, it's just uh, realizing what the situation is and it's an attitude it's not my job to make everybody a follower of Jesus, but I'm just the ambassador, and people can ask me. And I, I also initiate conversations. <laughs> yeah, it's my identity that I'm here and ready, um, yeah, ready to speak about Jesus. What are you most passionate about in your job? I really like spending time uh, with the students. How the vision gets reality. I think we have many great concepts and many good ideas uh, with Agape, um, but then when that really hits the normal life, um, that's, yeah, that's great. And it's it's never exactly the way we imagined it, it would be like, but it's always a little bit changed. And yeah, and I like to see it in, in the real life. <laughs> and what would you say is most challenging for you in your job? Yeah, one, one of the big challenges is that students don't have time it doesn't matter if they are Christian or not Christian. They have so many opportunities where they could, how they could spend their time. Uh, especially in a big city like Munich, there are so many events. And then we try to invite them to spend time with us. <laughs> and, and that's really hard. Most of the students at the first, at first, they try to not to say no, to keep all doors open. <laughs> and then they are not really, yeah, it's hard to really build relationships with them.
0: When you, when you talk about relationships, that's probably also about the uh, second thing that Agape Campus Ministry is passionate about not only evangelism, but also discipleship. Yeah, yeah. How
1: does that play out in your ministry? I think the, these two things are connected. Discipleship starts when I take people sharing our faith and I train them in doing that. And that's yeah, what Jesus did as well. That's discipleship in that specific area. When I have a relationship with students, I I do not want to be, stay focused only to, on that topic, <laughs> but I want, to, I want to be sensitive. Uh, what else is uh, happening in their life right now? A really eye-opening experience was when, when there was a freshman student starting university in October or September, and he got in contact with me, and he was looking for a room, and then I offered him to stay for one month in our apartment. And... Um, From the beginning on, I I tried to uh, give him the vision that he's now a Christian at the university and he can speak about his faith, and that was great. But uh, then when we were at our apartment in the evening, he asked so many questions about other things. How do I study for exams? Is that really the right subject that I'm studying? And he had a girlfriend and uh, uh, asked me things about relationship. And I realized, wow, yeah, evangelism is not the only topic in his life. (laughs) And it's maybe it's sometimes a little bit rude if we only talk about this topic and yeah once we get to know the students better we realize yeah there are many other important things happening in their life and it's good to give attention to them as well and try to help them there and yeah they they are so important things as well yeah
0: (laughs) yeah but i mean i think there's a real need for that too Mm -hmm. that especially the students these days maybe it has always been that way i don't know um they really uh, crave authentic relationships with people in full-time ministry Mm -hmm. and often they might not even have somebody else who's modeling a christian lifestyle to them and how um Mm -hmm. how your christian faith informs everything you do every single decision in your life but that it also plays out in evangelism but that's only part of the story
1: yeah yeah yeah, it's our specialty, but it's uh, but it's not the only thing. Of course, I want to talk with him about that, but yeah, I have a relationship as well, so it's uh, natural for me to talk about relationship as well. <laughs> is that something
0: you would say you're learning right now, or is there something else that you are learning?
1: That's definitely one thing I'm learning, <laughs> and there are many other things <laughs> I'm learning as well. I would say one thing I want to learn, and we are learning as a team, is how to use media more effectively I have one one experiment this, uh, that I'm doing this semester. We realized that we sometimes have students in different cities and they feel kind of alone. They are really committed, but they are the only one they know. Yeah, they don't know anyone else who's committed at their university. So we thought it might be a good idea to connect them. And it's easy with media. We just do a WhatsApp group or whatever, <laughs> and they can encourage each other. And we started that. And but it's uh, it's starting slowly. I would say they have never seen each other, so it's strange for most of them to share anything personal in that um, group chat. So we're trying to build, yeah, to help them get to know each other, and yeah, that's a bit big learning field. How how can we use media to or modern technology to fulfill our vision? Because
0: I mean, it, it definitely has the potential to make some things easier, like you said, to connect the people far away from each other but Mm -hmm. sometimes it can still be awkward if we don't know how to use it
1: efficiently or the right way we have a skype call next week with that group of uh, students yeah and i hope that some might attend the skype call and then uh, some at least have seen each other (laughs) on the screen (laughs) maybe we can have an event event where i think where they can get to know each other personally and then Hopefully, the group chat gets more lively. Because, I mean, that's kind of what you do with
0: your team, right? You connect students in many different cities who are, but who are all kind of in the same situation, right?
1: The idea was that it's really encouraging to see that there's another student in the same situation with the same vision and victories and failures. And, um, yeah, it's different to speak to a student than to speak to a staff so we try to encourage students, but I think it's sometimes more encouraging if students can talk to each other. But it's not the only part of our job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Just one experiment. <laughs> yeah. So it, how is it working out so far, this experiment? We started in November, and we we put uh, some students together. The students were open to being put in that group. We asked everybody to introduce uh, himself, and almost everybody did. <laughs> and then... Uh, yeah, you know, we said that they could share stories if they wanted but so far no one has just shared a story by himself and then we i thought okay i need to ask some questions and i i think if a question comes from a student that's much better and then i ask students to ask questions <laughs> and they some of them did and but it's yeah there are few responses there are two students who really like to respond in that group yeah but actually, no one asking really questions only if i I ask them to ask a question, <laughs> <laughs> but I think we can do some we can continue with some weekly challenges or every second week a challenge take a photo of whatever of your university of your of a bible verse or share what's what you 're learning from the Bible right now, or have you had a good conversation with a friend about Jesus in the last week if we have A good question every week or every second week I think it can we can get the conversation started
0: (laughs) would you also be willing to share something that
1: you're struggling with at the moment yeah now that it's the end of the semester one thing that I was struggling in the last three weeks is where's the fruit (laughs) I we've seen a good start of the semester but now at the end of the semester I think like it started well But now, (laughs) now the the end. Now it it did not continue very well. Or the other was two good months, and then not a lot happened in December and January. Uh, Yeah, and that feels frustrating. And I feel like what I'm doing is it really worth it? Yeah, when all the time that I'm investing all or my partners that give money for for the job I'm doing, is that really a good investment for their money that I'm doing that job? And yeah, (laughs) that's sometimes hard. And how do you deal with that kind of frustration? One one thing that was encouraging for me was on, on Monday in my small group from the church, we read a Bible passage about, yeah, about hard times and that these hard times help us grow and um help us put the your sight at the right things and that Jesus we have now access to God and that is what counts Jesus opened the way to the father and that it is what counts for me as well and that yeah gives me a foundation of peace i would say <laughs> then of course i want to see fruit and that's a a good frustration that I have as well. I do not want to quiet that voice <laughs> in my head. I want uh, to see more fruit, um, but also I do not want to get depressive and yeah, think that nothing is worth it. No, no. We, we continue, and in hard times we continue walking and we continue giving our best. That's good. If you could leave our listeners with one message, what would that be? I think I like the ambassador thought Everywhere you are, you are an ambassador for Jesus. If it's your family, if it's your team, if it's your neighborhood. Yeah. I have some friends visiting tonight and it's to watch a handball game. And I, I, my goal is not to talk with them about Jesus. We have normal relationships, but I am an ambassador and it's important to have that attitude and to be ready to speak about Jesus and share his message.
0: Well, Thank you for being an ambassador in this podcast, Dominic. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye and
1: God bless you. Yeah, thank you, Jochen. I hope we can talk soon again. <laughs> Goodbye. That was Dominik Schweiger. He
0: is co-team leader in the student ministry in Munich, Germany. Find Agape Europe on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or check out our website AgapeEurope.org. I'm Jochen Gek and this is Humans of Agape. See you next time!